Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm just getting all my tech aligned here. We're going live from the war room at the farm today, and we are going to be answering that proverbial question, what do you charge for X? And also, uh, I've, I've, I've done a random bits of this over the years as people, you know, uh, really ask about, you know, price and things like this. But today I actually took one, two, three, four, five, six separate templates that I've made over the years, combined them down into one. And at the end of this, if you guys email me, I'm just going to send you all those templates and you can punch in your numbers and things like that. Uh, it's going to be a great day. So, uh, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on Instagram, good morning. All you Instagrammers watching this morning, you're going to want to go to Facebook. I'm, I'm showing you sort of my screen share here, but to see the full thing there like that, you're really going to want to go to Facebook. So, all right, everybody, we got to be efficient. I have soccer tournaments an hour away today. There's a college graduation we got to go to. There's uh, baseball games and there's everything else. So uh, I'm going to be efficient with my time, but it is a rainy, stormy morning here in Minnesota. All right. Let's I will get rid of this. All right, guys. Um, first off, a little housekeeping as normal. Uh, I think the next master's class I have is late June in Indianapolis with Sherwin Williams. Um, it's probably going to be the 20th. Uh, either way, there'll be a link there. If you guys want this, like these thought experiments, these market rate experiments, uh, things like that um, in your area, you can have a master's class with me for a full day there. Uh, there's a link to an email address there. We can get there. Uh, you can get me in your area and we can do a day of learning together like this. Also, um, thought experiments like this, deep thinking about what we do uh, is basically created and curated over at the PCA, the Painting Contractors Association. So if you want to go through training with a group of people online with a learning management system and uh, videos and things like this and experts like me bumping in and uh, and saying hi and answering questions, uh, the PCA has business training. So there's a link in there as well. So let me coordinate all my screens here. I am going to do one of these things. All right, let's get... I would like them to switch. There we go, like that. All right, folks, so today, <laughs> this is this is the big one right here. Uh, thought experiments. I'm going to answer this question. Uh, finally, what do you charge for X? This is exactly how professional companies come up with a price. Now, the one thing I will tell you is that there is no perfect price out there. It's kind of hyperbole, right? Because if, when we work for clients, they're judging us on all sorts of different things, right? And one perfect price to one person may not be the perfect price to another, but you can certainly zero in on that data. So when somebody says, what do you charge for X? People can give you data points, but that doesn't mean that's what you should charge. Um, and I'm gonna show you a bunch of ways to know for sure for your business at this time, for what you do, what the perfect price is for that sort of thing. Now, here's kind of what we're gonna go through. I'm gonna go through some industry benchmarks and then we're gonna start our thought experiments. And I'm gonna basically give you this spreadsheet at the end of this and also, Anytime, anytime you guys want to chime in with a question, with a comment, with a clarification, something like that, 
you go right ahead in there. Uh, I'll be perusing Instagram and, uh, and Facebook for all those questions. So let's get into it here, folks. Let me hide this guy. Let's bring up this guy. So let's talk about some industry benchmarks. And I've been updating these because I started about five or six years ago traveling around, doing Ask a Painter, everything else. And uh, I, I was using $55 of revenue as the low benchmark for revenue production. Not what you charge, what you actually make. We need to update that. I use 65. I'm kind of trying to figure out if it should be 75 or not. I, 65 still seems super low. But if our entire industry did that, I think we would all be better off right now. So yes, we always want to charge more because we want to be professional and offer people really good paying jobs, health insurance, retirement, all that sort of thing. Uh, but it just kind of is what it is. So we start with some industry benchmarks. These are the things, well, what could you, What? how much should materials be? How much should labor be? How much, all, these things are kind of benchmarked in our industry. Now you could make arguments for smaller or larger companies that they should be bigger or smaller, but I use the example of a million dollar paint company. So we assume that humans work about 2000 hours a year. That's about 50 hours, uh, excuse me, 50 weeks for 40 hours a week. If each person generates $65 of revenue generation per hour, each painter should make about $130,000 of revenue for a painting company uh, and value for our clients each year. So really uh, at this point in our industry, eight painters should be able to create about a million dollars worth of revenue for you. And when you start looking at some benchmarks, now there is some uh, accepted benchmarks in our industry of 15% material, 40% labor. These are the things that will probably change based on the size of your company and where you are. And then we want a gross profit of 45. So what that means is if materials 45% or excuse me, 40% and labor is 15%, that gives us 55% of all of our revenue is going to go to labor and material. That's called variable costs. Those change based on the amount of jobs you do. That leaves us 45% of the revenue to do overhead and our own pay. That's called gross profit, right? Now we go into fixed cost, overhead of fixed cost. So paint, you only have to buy paint when you have a project, right? And so that's gonna be variable based on how much work you have, but your truck payment, your shop payment, uh, taxes, excuse me, not taxes, um, insurance, things like that, that's pretty fixed. That's pretty fixed. So what you're gonna find is that you pay those no matter what, uh, accepted industry benchmark, give or take, plus or minus is about 30%. So you have, 45% of your revenue after you pay for labor materials as a war chest. If you use 30% of that for overhead, that gives you a 15% true net profit at the end of the year. This is not what you pay yourself. This is just profit from the business. So those are kind of some highly uh, accepted industry benchmarks. Again, you can make arguments plus or minus based on size of business, but those are some industry benchmarks. So Mr. Doug Imhoff, how are you doing this morning, sir? Good friend in the industry. Love Mr. D Doug Imhoff, and he's a fellow Minnesotan. So let's start going into some thought experiments here. Number one. All right. <laughs> this is where it starts getting fun. Production rates is a great way of estimating, right? So the, the, the dirty secret of coming up with the perfect price is that you got to do a bunch of stuff. You got to collect a bunch of data. You got to analyze it. And then that normally gives you a good price or it gives you a price to work from. So let's think about the average bedroom. I use the bedroom wall project as a commodity and I travel around the country collecting market rate on all this stuff. The basic thought experiment is let's get some production rates so that we can start tracking this. When we go to an estimate, we can have a price associated with a square foot and then we can just measure a room and charge per square foot. So now let's think about this. Let's say we charge 
$500 to paint the walls in a 15 by 15 foot bedroom, give or take. That's what we're kind of going on here. This is a project, 15 by 15 foot bedroom walls. We're going to prep two coats. Um, oh, thanks for the updated logo compliment, Steve Lockwood. 15 by 15 foot bedroom walls. All we're going to do is prep two coats of high quality paint and clean up at the end of it. So the thought experiment goes like this. These are the things we're trying to solve for down here. There are knowns and unknowns. In any scientific experiment, there are knowns and unknowns. We know what the square footage of a, of a bedroom is. You can measure this. This is a known. Uh, we can get some uh, coverage from paint. Uh, we can do it before or after. Uh, and then we're looking for these things right here. How many square feet of wall space inside a house can we paint an hour? That'll start giving you a production rate. Now you can come up with a charge rate. So let's experiment with this. If, if this bedroom was 500 bucks, we have two gallons of paint. Let's just call it $42 a gallon. That's all in with taxes and everything else. So that gives us uh, $84 in materials. That puts us a little bit over. 15% is normally you know, the uh, accepted industry benchmark. Give me a percentage mark right there. Exactly, 40% is labor. Uh, if we can do this in four hours, four hours is the benchmark in my company, and the labor plus burden is $35 an hour, that gives us a total labor cost of 140, putting us at 28% labor, which would be under our 40% benchmark, giving us a gross profit of 50. Goal benchmark is 45% gross profit for that. So actually, if we can charge 500 bucks and use two gallons of paint and paint this bedroom in four hours, we have beaten our gross profit margin by 5%. We overperformed on this particular job. If all this is true, if we charge 500, it takes two gallons and it takes four hours to paint, there's 480 square feet of wall, and we're going to do two times two coats. So we basically get 480 square feet out of a gallon, which is pretty high. 400 is usually the top mark. So again, you can mess around with this a little bit. Our production rate is for that human, 240 square feet of walls uh, per, per, um, yeah, per person. And then based on this job, this, this isn't what we should charge. This is what we did charge per square footage on this particular thing. So if all these things are true right here, the price per square foot was a dollar four. Now, let's go down to this. Let's say we charge 300. All of a sudden, our materials goes up a little bit. Our labor goes up a bit because the percentages are different. Our gross profit hit 20%, which is now way, way below where it should be. Our production rate is still 240, but our charge rate was 63 cents a square foot. So what you can figure out then, if our goal is to get this number, this gross profit number to 45, what we can do is gradually bump this up. Oh, we're almost there. So basically what this, what this template and this thought experiment tells you is if you want a 45% gross profit, the minimum you're, you can charge is 450. Now let's say you charge 450, but it takes somebody six hours. All of a sudden you're 50% less productive on there. So again, it's not always price. It's always productivity with this stuff. So let's take it down to five. We're still getting there. Four. So with this, at this price, with this amount of paint, you're going to need to do uh, a four-hour bedroom. Now, you can. I, I travel around the country, and there's some wild amounts of people uh, doing all sorts of stuff. So we have some crazies in Boston charging sixteen hundred, and they take sixteen hours. That's two days to do this. If they can charge $1,600 and they use two gallons and it does take them two days to paint this bedroom, they're still gonna be at 54.8% gross profit. So you can see the interplay between how much time it takes you and what you charge. 
let's go back down to 500 and let's go back down to four. That's basically a good benchmark right there. All right, let's answer some questions here. Uh, which paint product are you getting for $42 Hawkins? Uh, you can get a lot of paint for $42. We uh, typically use a uh, duration matte inside houses here. So uh, Instagram, uh, Rally St. Clair, drying time. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, the technical data sheet on a lot of these things, because people always question this about the four hour bedroom. The technical data sheets recommend a certain amount of time drying in between. Now here's the deal. I've been in the industry for 30 years. I've been having my own business for 15 years. I've recoded walls as soon as 15 or 20 minutes with never failure, never an issue. So in a typical four hour bedroom, you're going to take about an hour, hour and 15 minutes for prep, an hour to do the first top coat, an hour for the second top coat, 45 minutes to an hour, uh, 45 minutes to clean, give or take. That gives theoretically your top coats an hour to dry between. You're not going over 10, 15 minutes like that. SOP for my company is to have two box fans running to dry it as well, too. So. This show is about coming up with price. This isn't about specific products, although I'm happy to answer any of these questions here for you guys. Let's go on to the next one. So that's an interior, right? Let's go on to exterior. And for anybody who's wondering, uh, these 3D images right here uh, and measurements are came from an app called Hover. Uh, Hover is an app you can do it for about 100 bucks and eight pictures of a house. It'll print out, not print out, it'll give you an exact 3D model of the house. It'll measure it down to the square foot, square inch if you like. So now let's think about the simple house. This is a house that was resided with LP siding. And uh, so basically all we're doing is prepping stuff off two coats of paint. Everything is perfect. It's brand new siding, all pre-primed, give or take. And now we can start messing with our knowns and unknowns. Just like any algebra equation, there is knowns and there is unknowns. And you got to solve for X. X is what do we charge for X, right? Just like a math problem, an algebra problem. So here's the deal. We're going to start with 6250 to paint two coats of duration flat on the outside of this house. Uh, we're assuming that we're going to use this amount of materials and labor with a gross profit of that. So let's say uh, the things that we know about this house is there's 921 square feet of siding. Not that much, right? And we used 18 gallons of paint. So let's start messing with this stuff. Our goal is to get, remember, 45% gross profit. This is the number we're sort of going for here. So let's say you don't know what to charge for this, but you start having your production rates here and you say, well, we're going to make some assumptions, right? We're going to go based on some spread rates. We'll assume 100 square feet a gallon, give or take. Actually, let's, let's see if we can bump that there. Ooh, no, let's not do that. That's a that's calculated on this. So let's say we do 15 gallons of paint right there. That'll change our rate. Uh, 12, 150 square foot a gallon. That's a little more reasonable. That, that siding isn't too crazy. So let's just say we start at 6250 and your basic assumptions are how many gallons, how many hours, and we make project plans for that. So let's just say it takes six gallons of coat, give or take. Paint is probably the easiest thing uh, to estimate. Let's go back into hours then. So, okay, we're assuming labor plus burden is going to be 35, 57 hours. Let's bump this sucker down to, let's just say it takes two people, two days, which is in my company, that's 40 hours because we were 10 hour days. Now, what that tells us is, okay, if our goal is 45% gross profit, let's start at 3000 bucks for this house. And that puts us at a 31% gross profit. Let's go 4,000. Oh, we bumped over 45% gross profit. So I would say minimum charge that you could do on a house, assuming these things are there, um, you would charge $4,000. Now that to me seems like, you know, a little, a little slim uh, and market rate. That's pretty cheap to get a house paid in. So now you can start saying, well, okay, that's the minimum I can charge, but what if we end up going like this? Okay. Well, now we've got some margin here. 
uh, if we charge five grand for something like that. Now, what if this takes people 80 hours though? See, all of a sudden our gross profit drops way down because we're using twice as much time. Now we're gonna have to bump that price up based on that. And let's go 6,600. Oh, I guessed it almost right, 6,700. So based on that, if you think you're gonna use 12 gallons and you think it's gonna take you 80 hours, you can mess around with this template and it'll actually say, well, listen, if, if that's your minimum, I would charge no less than $6,700 on stuff like that. All right, so let's answer some questions here. We got people rolling this morning. Uh, Frank, do you ever have a standard rate for every additional color added to a project? Yes, it depends. For cabinets, it's a few hundred bucks. For uh, walls, it's 100 bucks, 200 bucks, something like that. Dwayne Bidinger, these are extremely basic. What about interior ceilings, baseboard, crown, doors, windows, closets, wall height? It doesn't allow me to add a picture. Otherwise, I would have shared a picture of what I created and used. Hey, Dwayne, listen, this is thought experiment stuff. This is my show. This is a free template that I use for a thought experiment. I am not telling you to use this to estimate your projects. I'm showing you how to think about coming up with projects like this. So Dwayne, in my company, we have a very sophisticated backend thing where we mess with this stuff like that. This is not an estimating app, all right? This isn't a thing I sell, this isn't anything. Today, we're thinking about how to think about projects and come up with price when you never have before. So Dwayne, I really do appreciate that. I have these for ceilings, for baseboards, for crown, for everything else. All it is is taking this and then capturing data from other projects like that. So, all right. Uh, Hawkins, do you charge for exterior estimates? Absolutely not. Pete Weaslow, do you ever, do you use the Hover app? Uh, we used it for a bunch of years, captured all the data, and now we don't really need to anymore. So, uh, da, 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 da. Yuda Suzuki, uh, good morning, Nick. Do you compromise on price if a customer states it's too high? 99% uh, no, because we want to be honest. Um, to me, a dishonest conversation is we're going to charge you $6,700 for this house we're looking at. The client says that's too high. Would you do it for $5,900? Sure, why not? If I was a client, I'd be like, so then why did, if you can do it for that, why did you charge $6,700 then if you're just willing to waffle on price? So there's very few times that we do only because we know what my company needs and we want to be honest. Their neighbor, their friends, their relative, we don't know who's connected. We want to give them an honest price. So all right let's start looking through here all right thanks a lot everybody on instagram uh raleigh st Clair, industry average production rate uh 100 square foot yeah see here's the deal that is not the thing that i traffic in they're asking for industry standards production rates the pca has two manuals you can buy that has a lot of this stuff for me it's going to vary a lot. So you can't go by an industry standard. That's why I do this stuff. That's why I go on industry benchmarks and things like that. So, okay, let's see what else. A couple more questions. You guys are rocking and rolling with questions here. So uh, is Jobber a good software for a small business? I don't use a software uh, for a lot of that stuff for my business. There are many, many good ones out there. You got Paint Scout, you got Estimate Rocket, you got Drip Jobs, you got all this other stuff. I don't use them not because they're not good. It's because we have a very manual system that we control. Uh, are you using uh, create an Excel? I use G Sheets, same thing. Steve Blackwood, had a friend with mine Thursday. I got to show him these types of metrics. Ah, love that. Taking the time. Hey, man, listen, Dwayne, we're all in this together. And honestly, Dwayne, if you want to do a knowledge share, um, we can trade some templates. I would love to see an example of what you created because I love big thinkers in the industry. So, uh, Dwayne, if you ever want to get a hold of me and compare some notes, uh, nick at nickslavic.com. 
Bruce, do you have a minimum charge? It's expensive to send out a professional painter. We do not. I actually discussed this yesterday with somebody where um, we get a whole bunch of these single room painting jobs, things like that. And I never want to turn them down because we traffic in word of mouth repeat and referrals and we never know who's connected. We never know if that turns into another one. So honestly, we don't. We don't. And especially on rain days in Minnesota, it really pays off. Uh, da, 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 da. What about waiting for repairs to dry? How do you charge for things holding me up? Ah, Larisha McCarty, here's the deal. If you guys look for my standard operating procedure wall painting, I paint a room in real time and I did it. Prep, two coats and deprep in an hour and a half. That's going as fast as I can. Four hours is the standard. We use a 3M a high strength, small hole repair. That stuff dries in 10 minutes. So if your prep is about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, you put your patch on, you put your floor protection down, you put your patch on, and that stuff has about an hour to dry, give or take. So uh, we don't use drywall mud for that reason for that. We use that sort of thing here. Uh, Doug Imhoff, where can we go look at industry benchmarks? So you could look at, my, uh, Doug, if you email me, nick at nickslavic.com. I know you got my email address. We talk often. Uh, I will send those to you. These are benchmarks that I collected uh, over the years from talking to a bunch of other uh, painters from across the country here. So, all right, keep those questions rolling, guys. I'm going to rock and roll with this sort of thing. Okay, so now we have another thought experiment, which is, you know, we we, we call these pole bars. This is a metal building out there uh, in Minnesota. We do lots of these things. Uh, when we hovered this one, the roof is 4,300 square feet. The siding is 2,955. So we're basically looking at 4,300 square feet of roof, 3,000 square feet of siding. We have all that in there right there uh, for that. And now we, we want to make some assumptions. So let's think about pricing through materials. Now, for something like this, we know we're going to use a lot of materials. We maybe don't, uh, don't know uh, what price. Hey, guys, you're asking for my email. In the show notes, I give you my email. So check out the show notes uh, in this thing and it'll be in there. If, if, uh, if for some reason the app isn't putting my email address in there, I'll give it to you at the end or put it in afterwards. So let's start. This is one of my favorite things to do with large commercial projects and things like that. We have some benchmarks, right? 15% materials and we want to figure out price. And again, we're solving for X. There's some things we know. We know the size of this building. We can generally guess on the coverage of paint. So here's what we're going to do. See these yellow boxes right here? We know that the building has 72, 77 square feet. We want to generate about $65 an hour. We, we're gonna use paint that's about 42 bucks a gallon. Again, you could mess with all this stuff. So here's the deal, coverage. Let's say on the outside of this building, we're gonna go 275 square feet a gallon. Now, here's the fun part about this template, which is again, this is only a sniff test. This doesn't tell you charge this and you're gonna be a magically profitable contractor. This gives you something to sniff test. So let's assume that your paint covers 275 square feet a gallon. We know the price of our paint, right? We know the size of the building. So let's figure out materials first and then back extrapolate using industry benchmarks. If it covers 275 and our cost is 42, we are gonna use 53 gallons of paint on this for two coats. It's gonna cost us 22.23 and that will put us at 15% materials. Now, the simple equation here is you take this and you divide by 15. And that says, if we want to keep materials to 15%, we're going to have to at least charge 14,819, give or take. Now, what you can't do is say, great, that's what I'm charging. You got to use some reason and some logic. If you have another data set where you've job costed these and completed them, that will actually tell you if that was a profitable rate or not. But again, we're taking things we know, putting them into a, a, an assumption, 
and then working through to solve the things we don't know. This is algebra. This is the scientific process. And we do this once a week in my company because we come across things that we've never estimated before. So again, here's what we know. We know the square footage. We know the material price. We know the labor cost per hour, right? And we can make some assumptions on coverage. Now, let's say that we're going to use DTM. It's, it's a thinner material and it's going to cover a lot. Let's say it's going to cover 375 square feet a gallon. Now look at this, that's a big difference. We're only gonna use 39 gallons versus 53 on those two coats. Our material cost goes down. So now if we wanna maintain 15% materials, sometimes even choosing a different material can bring us down. It can save the client potentially $4,000 on a job like this. So one of these things here, it's kind of a fun thing to go through. And again, if you guys email me at the end of this, I'm gonna send you this template with all these sort of things on here. Now, let's go into job costing. You guys know that I'm a huge fan of this one right here. Um, check. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh, BKC painting. Uh, good morning, Nick. Job costing is one of my favorite things to do now because of what I've digested from you over the years. Hesitancy has turned to excitement. Oh, my God. That is one of the best compliments ever. Uh, Chris, thanks for helping us with A-plus content. Uh, Raleigh St. Clair just bought the one book. Absolutely. All right, everybody, let's jump into this one too here. I absolutely love this stuff. Job costing is the most boring, unsexy thing on the face of the planet. It is the secret to everything we do. If we want to have happy clients, happy employees, everything else, job costing gives us the foundational data for that sort of thing. So, all right. We're going to jump in here. You can see my yellow boxes. These are things that are assumptions that we're going to fill in with this. And we're going to go through that same bedroom that we did before, and we're going to make some assumptions. So this is my job costing template. I just twisted it around uh, so that you can have, um, um, yes, uh, Bruce, I did double my square footage uh, for the two coats like that. Uh, bedroom walls, uh, we're going to get revenue per hour. We're going to get GP. We're going to get materials. We're going to get labor. And I also have my benchmarks down here. So now we start thinking about, okay, let's say we're going to use two gallons of paint like that. And Shelly, our painter, makes $27 an hour and also has a burden four hours like that. So this will tell us that the labor is going to be 135 and the paint is going to be 80. And now we're going to mess with the revenue until it gives us the numbers we need until we hit our benchmarks here. So let's call it, we're going to charge 250 bucks a bedroom. Okay. No bueno. No bueno. Let's go 300. Okay. We're getting to $55 of revenue, but our GP is still super low. Let's go 350. Oh, still not there. Labor uh, is still there. Material. 400. All right. We just, oh, I see some, there's some conditional formatting. And yeah, let's get, I'm going to get rid of this conditional formatting for a second. I can see it got messed up in. Um, sorry, guys. The one time I've ever made an error on a spreadsheet. <laughs> All right, so I will change that when I send that to you guys, but I'm getting rid of the conditional format because uh, when I do this in my own job costing, it turns green for it hits the benchmark, red for not. So now remember what we're looking for, what we're looking for is uh, these things to hit the benchmarks here. So right now, if we charge 400 bucks, we have bumped above GP, our material goes over, but our labor goes under and we produce more than $65 an hour. One thing I will say about revenue production per hour is that it is an okay metric, but it can be completely skewed 
based on if you have somebody who makes a very high wage versus a very low wage. So when you think about this, let's say the same people, this is what I'm, this is what we're going to do here. Let's say you have a killer apprentice who's going to do this in four hours. Uh, Shelly is a craftsperson, makes more. Let's just say you have somebody making $20 an hour like that. All of a sudden, revenue production is the same, but your GP goes higher like that. So the revenue revenue per hour doesn't change. And you can see we had an apprentice versus a craftsperson. The revenue per hour doesn't change, which isn't a great metric, but GP materials and labor based on benchmark is. So let's just say you live in Boston and you're one of Zach Kenny's painters and he pays you lots and lots of stuff. So let's call this person Zeke, one of ZK's painters. Let's say Zach just went crazy and paid him $75 an hour. It took him four hours to paint this bedroom. Revenue production is the same, right? They still work for four hours, but your GP, you actually lost money on this job because your labor cost you that. So now uh, the experiment is how much do we need to charge in this proverbial ZK uh, in order to make money. So let's go 700. Eh, we're still not there. We're producing lots of revenue per hour, but our GP is still low. Our labor is 14 points too high. Let's go 800. Okay, we're getting there. We're almost getting there. Let's go 850. Boom, got it. 40. Okay, there we go. We just bumped over GP. So let's say you got Zeke, who works for Zach Kenny, making 75 bucks an hour, one of the highest paid painters in the country. You would, need to pay, you would need to charge $840 for the same bedroom that we charge four or $500 for in the Midwest in order to make your gross profit right there. So, and even that you went five points over on labor, five points under on that. So let's answer some more questions here. Uh, Steve Lockwood, job costing is the best. I would agree. Joe Connor, you are welcome, my friend. Justin Calls, do you use pivot tables in Jeep Sheet when analyzing your data? I'm currently working on updating my master spreadsheet with my job costing and trying to track as many data points as possible, at the same time keeping realistic. Yeah. Uh, I do not. We just have a series of spreadsheets that kind of talk to each other and are linked together. So, and Bruce, yes, I did. Absolutely. Double that. So, yeah, my spreadsheet only says, I think he's talking about this one here, which is here's a square footage of the house. But you can see two times C14, my equation right here, it takes two times the square footage of the house right there because we're doing two coats like that. So oop, cancel that. Don't want to ruin my, no, cancel that. Done. Okay. So now here is the final thought experiment of the day. Uh, and then I'll answer any questions you guys have. All right. Uh, let's see. Instagram here. Oh my God. Thanks everybody for watching. It's a good morning here. Um, I will say this, a couple things before we do the final thought experiment, uh, where we get really kind of meta and theoretical on this stuff, which is, um, uh, please share this show, everybody who's watching. We got a lot of people watching. We got a lot of people commenting. Please, please, please share this show. Get it out there. Show it to more people. You guys know, uh, my buddy Tanner, Drip Jobs, uh, Painting Contractors Group, Corey Leister with the, with the Cabinet Finishing Network. Um, there are tons of people, and this is the question that is asked the most. So now when somebody says, what do you guys charge for X? What's the going rate for that? Guess what? Copy and paste the link to this show, send it to them, and now they have the solution. They can figure this out many, many ways. They can think about theoretically what they want to make. They can think about production rates. They can think about back extrapolating from materials, any number of things, job costing, things like that. This is the answer to that. And a couple final things. 
please, 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 personal favor to me, personal favor to the industry. When somebody gets on the internet and says, what do you charge for X? Freaking help them. Help them. Do not be that jerk who sits there and says, if you don't know, you're a hack. Share your estimate template. If you don't have an estimate template, you're a hack. Our industry is only going to get better when we collaborate, be inclusive, and help each other. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee myself too, we were all in that position where we didn't know what to do. And in my company right now, we are in positions every week where we have never estimated something. So it is complete, 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 uh, what is the word? Hypocrite. You are a complete hypocrite if you don't reach out and help these people. I get spicy with this stuff because this is annoying. A lot of painters think that they have this secret pricing and things like that. If you have never job costed, if you have never done any of this stuff, you don't know what to price your projects in. You are doing everything by feeling that. You're putting a finger in the air. For the love of God, for the good of your uh, clients, for the good of your employees, and for the good of this industry, do these things and then help other people. I am only here where I am today because of the help of other people. And same thing with everybody watching here. So please be the good ones. Make people feel awkward that they're not helping. If you hear people on the, on the internet getting spicy with other painters saying, you're a hack if you don't know this, you say, hey man, if you have a lot of knowledge, be the good one, be the inclusive one, lend a hand, help out. It doesn't have to be public. You can even just send emails or DMs later. For the love of God, help each other, folks. Our industry is changing so fast and pretty soon, these regressive scarcity mindset people are going to be the outliers. I don't want to push them out. They're not bad people. We need to help. We need to be inclusive. So let's get out there and let's do this with each other. Okay. Uh, thanks, Nick. I'm still new on my own and just commented the other day on a thread about helping people instead of bashing them. Do that all the time for the rest of eternity. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the most wonderful thing ever. And yes, Christian Vale, I am getting spicy. I cannot stand that. Um, God. This industry is so great. I love this craft more than anything else. You guys are all my people. You guys are a self-selected group of people who are better. You're thoughtful. You're nice. But for the love of God, people, get on Tanner and Corey's Facebook groups and lend a hand. We can change this industry literally by doing just that. So, all right. Also, crazy thing here. Next week is the seven-year anniversary of Ask a Painter. That means for 364 consecutive weeks, seven years, I have been broadcasting this show live, free to all of you guys and sharing everything in my business. So uh, I have been told, I have been told that I am very horrible at celebrating wins and I will still be metered in how I celebrate wins. But at the same time, uh, this feels like a win I should be celebrating. It has connected me with some of the most thoughtful, awesome people in the world, you guys. And I am so grateful for it. Uh, guys like Doug Imhoff. I have been in Doug Imhoff's shop multiple times. I have hung out in Denver with him. He's a great guy. This show has connected me and the PCA has connected me with all this stuff. So let's get into our final thought experiment. Like the show, share the show, be a decent human being, golden rule, help other people. You guys know what this is all about. So let's, let's do a thought experiment about, <sighs> I like using bedrooms because they're a commodity, right? Two things. How much money should I make this year? Like if you're just out there doing wild stuff and you don't even know how much a painter should make, let's do this. Let's start off with how much money should I make this year? We're going to theoretically assume that you're only going to paint bedroom walls for your entire year. Obviously not real, but we need to come up with some commoditized metric. Let's say you charge $300 a bedroom and you can do a bedroom in four hours. Okay. And if any of you guys want me to plug in any numbers here on this last template, shout out some numbers. We're looking for 
what do you charge per bedroom and how many hours it takes for you to paint a bedroom? Or if you want to ask me the question, if you want to make X per year, that's the next one here. If you want to make $100,000 this year, I can plug this in and tell you what you need to charge for a bedroom and how many bedrooms you need to do per year. So uh, if you guys got any suggestions, let me know. Do, 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 do. All right, Instagram. Oh, mama, we got a lot of stuff going on here. All right, thanks everybody. Um, BKC, long comment, but recently I've been an exterior for a past client who also runs his own business. I offered a cost uh, if right on the spot for him with confidence, square footage material. Love that, love that. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, let's do the final thing. Theoretically, now this is gonna be skewed, right? This is not gospel, this is not set in stone, but actually I can't go more than 200% on there for you guys to see this. If you charge $300 to paint the walls in a bedroom and you do a, a four hour bedroom, you can do two a day. There's 261 working days in a year. Remember, we're going with knowns and unknowns, right? These are things we know. That means if you do that for every working day of the year, you're gonna make $156,000 of revenue. If your materials, remember our 15% benchmark right there, and our 40, uh, excuse me, our 30% overhead, that'll leave you with $86,000. So theoretically, if you can sell 522 bedrooms a year and do two bedrooms a day, you are basically a two day, uh, um, two day, two bedroom a day painting company by yourself. Theoretically, you could make $86,000 a year. Take home, take home. After you pay for paint, after you pay for overhead, give or take. Again, sniff test, sniff test, sniff test, sniff test. Now, let's say it takes you eight hours a day and you charge 500. You can now take home $71,000 a year. These are things just to sort of understand what the possibility is out there. Obviously, there's almost no painting companies out there who only paint the walls in two bedrooms a day, give or take, or even one. So let's say you are, let's say it takes you 16 hours to paint and you charge 800. You could make $57,000 a year. If you can sell 522 bedrooms a year, give her a 400, yeah, 522 bedrooms a year at $800, and it takes you two days to paint that bedroom, you can still make $57,000 at the end of the year. So let's set this at something fairly normal here. Let's call it four. There we go. So if we, if we charge $400 a bedroom, it takes us four hours to do a bedroom, we could theoretically take home $114,000 a year doing that. Now, this doesn't include your time estimating, project management, you know, any of that stuff there. So uh, that gets a little wild after that. Do, 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 do. All right, so now, this is something that I go through as a thought experiment. A lot of the times when people are trying to craft a lifestyle business for themselves, things like that, if we go by the assumption that we can do a bedroom in four hours, give or take. Now we know our we know our working days per year. Let's say you want to take home fifty thousand dollars a year. You're leaving a corporate job for forty five. You want to take home fifty. That means if you can do two bedrooms a day all year, you would only have to charge one hundred seventy four dollars a bedroom if you can do that. Let's say. I do this thought experiment with lots of people. I'm a solo painter. What does it take to make one hundred thousand dollars a year as a solo painter? Well, theoretically, you would need to charge $348 a bedroom and sell 522 bedrooms a year, give or take, and paint two of those a day. You would spend $27,000 in materials, $55,000 in overhead to run your business, give or take net profit 55% because you're a solo, give or take. All you would have to do is charge $348 a bedroom there, uh, and you would make home, and you would take home, theoretically, 
$100,000 a year, give or take. Now, obviously this can change uh, many different things, but this, this takes the whole world of what the hell is even possible down to, okay, there's some knowns and some unknowns and we can mess with it. So, all right. Pete, what if you did ask a painter's wife live about lessons learned and being married and focused entrepreneur for an episode? God bless the partners who support us. So here's the deal. Um, I've done two of these with my wife, Toots. All right. I am sparing with them because uh, I respect uh, her privacy. I also respect that. Uh, yeah, we uh, the there is a part of life that is also private as well, too. Like there's the things that we can talk about, like, you know, some of the surface level stresses and things like that. But there are parts of your life that you can only talk about with those in your closest inner circle. And we have dabbled on this with Ask a Painter a few times, but I am very careful to, I, a lot of my life is public, right? For seven years, every week, you guys have seen at least an hour of my life about the journey of growing this and how I think about thought experiments and coding science and things like that. And um, yeah, and basically there's parts of my life that are private and will always remain private. And I think there is for all of us like that. So um, yeah, it's likely Toots will be a guest on here again. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think you guys need me to tell you uh, the kind of machinations and the roller coasters that we all go on. Uh, we love our clients so much. We love our people so much. Our employees, our apprentices, our craftspeople, our leadership teams, and we fight for them every day. And our job is to absorb that stress so they don't have to like that, right? There's some stresses they need to feel as part of their job description. But there's a lot of stresses that we need to sit there and we need to say, I am the patriarch of this family, uh, this work family. I am going to take care of these things. These are the things in my job description. At its base level, um, my business costs between forty dollars and $50,000 a week to run. Whether we generate that revenue or not, I've never missed a paycheck in 15 years. The money wasn't always there. I'm not going to lie to you, right? This is a crazy business we go in. There's ups and downs. There's winters. There's people coming and going. That is the stress that I absorb. And that can never touch my people. That's my job description. So, all right. Kaylin Berry, does that include admin days? Here's the deal. Just a thought experiment. There's 261 working days. You, you use that for whatever possible days you want. Let's see if I put in, let's just call it, let's see, does that change it? Yes, it does. <laughs> all right. So, Kaylin, take a look at this. There's 261 working days. If you do all your admin evenings and weekends and other stuff, uh, you're going to use all those days. Let's say you take, oops, let's say you take 41 days. That's basically a day a week, uh, give or take off. You go from making $114,000 a year to $96,000 a year if you take days to do admin. So again, just a thought experiment, just a thought experiment. Oops, you guys can divide this time doing whatever you want. But these are just all thought experiments, rough stuff here. So, all right, everybody. Do, 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 do. I think we have come to the end of this. Let me, let me just make sure we have no other questions here on Instagram. Man, I can hear the rain on the old Slavic house here, so... Yeah, I get to go to all day soccer tournament with a little surfer boy. 
my wife is heading out to some graduation parties, college grad parties, and doing some other stuff with the with the girls. And uh, actually, I, I'm taking little Pookie with me today. So it's going to be a long day for me. And then my favorite baseball team on the planet, the St. Benedict Saints, my home team who plays on a country ball field uh, right down here by a creek in the woods, uh, is having their home opener tomorrow. So uh, look forward to more fun stuff going on with that. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching this show. Uh, I appreciate it more than you know. Uh, yep, it'll be happy Mother's Day tomorrow as well. And man, I cannot thank you guys enough for all this stuff. And tune in next week for the seventh anniversary of the Ask a Painter live show uh, as we celebrate a win as, as much as a passive-aggressive Minnesotan guy uh, can celebrate. So, all right, everybody, have a good weekend. Appreciate it, y'all, so much. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.